He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night, the number one news talk show at, at in the evening. And we this is a TriCast. We're on WABC uh, 770 on your dial, uh, and also broadcasting WLIR in Long Island and uh, 970 AM, The Answer. And we're loaded. We're loaded in the studio today. We have two common-sense Democrats and two common-sense Republicans, and I gave them the boxing gloves already. Uh, <laughs> on the Democratic end, we have... Uh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, we have Judge Richard Weinberg and Governor <laughs> and, and Governor David Patterson on the Republican end. Should we make a wrestling match? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ed Cox and uh, former uh, Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington. And we have a great show today, uh, Lydia, right? Absolutely. We'll be speaking to uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, Andrew Ridgey of the New York City. By the way, there's going to be a shortage of insulin. Two, right. well, you don't meet Mark Siegel if you're a diabetic. Don't miss him. You'll be on at the end of the show. Andrew Ridgey, he is the executive director of the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Like you've been saying, John, we want to get the tourists back to New York City. We'll also be talking to Charlie Gasparino. There's some breaking news on that front regarding the markets. We'll also be talking to Gordon Chang. But first... And on the line with us right now is investigative reporter extraordinaire of JustTheNews.com. That's JustTheNews.com. John Solomon. John Solomon, you always have the latest breaking news. What's going on? Well, the final day of this year's or this session, Supreme Court came to uh, an end with a big bang, a series of historic rulings today uh, that uh, really reshaped the power of the unelected bureaucrat, the administrative state. I think Donald Trump called them the deep state. But in a case called West Virginia versus EPA, the Supreme Court, infused with those three new justices that Donald Trump appointed to the court, said that bureaucrats can't make law where Congress didn't make the law, that they can't assume uh, the powers of Congress and decide, like they did in the EPA, that they wanted to get rid of the coal industry in West Virginia, and they just made up rules and regulations to do so that didn't flow from any law or legal authority. This is a shockwave that not only is going to affect EPA or, or the climate change agencies, every administrative agency that right now may be trying to make law under Joe Biden is going to read this and say, hey, this court is going to be hostile if we keep on this path. Right now, there's a big effort at the Securities and Exchange Commission to do this ESG investing rules. There's no legal authority in, from Congress to do it. Those sort of things are going to be informed and affected by the magnitude of this ruling. So we get this big ruling, and then the court says, you know, before we go and start our summer solstice, we're going to give you one other little surprise. Next session, we're going to take on one of the most important election cases in the last half century. The Supreme Court accepted a case from the North Carolina Republican legislature that will define whether the Constitution really did give legislatures sole authorities to set the, uh, the rules for elections. If they did, it means governors and election bureaucrats, like they did in 2020, can't make up roles that the legislature hasn't already uh, bestowed upon them. That could have a profound effect on the 2024 election. So a very big day in the marble building that is the Supreme Court. So it would be similar to the fact that they ruled in uh, New York State, uh, uh, on the uh, New York State ruled that uh, uh, illegal uh, or non right. non citizens cannot vote in local elections. Correct. I, I mean, if they voted for federal elections, then it's even worse. 
Right, because it violated the state's constitution. You are seeing a reining in of a lot of these ideas that liberal activists have tried to get through the administrative state, through the bureaucrats. And uh, we're finding out now that the rule of law still exists in America, that the constitutions are actually looked at and the powers have decided. I think this court particularly finished its term with a very strong, resounding rejection of elitists um, and uh, of administrative bureaucrats, whether it's stopping someone from praying on the 50-yard line of a, 50, uh, of a high school football field or uh, an EPA trying to wipe out an entire industry because it wanted to. Uh, you're seeing at least the Supreme Court in Washington say you can't usurp power that the Constitution didn't give you. And on top of that, in New York State, where there's all Democrats, uh, all the Democrats in the uh, Supreme Court and the Court of Appeals and the uh, and even the higher court in New York uh, didn't act as the Democratic Party wanted them to act. They acted uh, with the... Uh, uh, with the art of the law, whatever the law said, That's right. whatever the Constitution said, they followed it instead of, of trying to do whatever the, the Democratic Party wanted them to do. Yeah, not legislating from the bench, actually uh, ruling in, in accordance with the laws on the books. I think that's what our founding fathers intended. There's been a lot of victories on that front the last few days. Uh, people watching the courts say that this is one of the more historic moments not only for the Supreme Court, but the New York Supreme Court and other, other cases, you're seeing people actually go back and say the law matters. And the other thing with election integrity, uh, and that's I have a problem with, where uh, the way they, I, I forget how they, they beat that guy, uh, uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, congressman in, in Virginia that was going to be very high up on the totem pole, where they right? shipped in like um, 200 buses Eric into Virginia. Yes. Eric Cantor. Yeah. Eric Cantor yeah. was beat because they shipped in hundreds of buses mm-hmm. for same-day registration. Right. They shipped them in, yeah. they voted, and they left. I mean, this is not what America is all about. Yeah, that's exactly right. Listen, there's a case that is ancillary to the North Carolina case. It's almost certainly going to be brought up and included in the case. It involves Kansas, where... Uh, a outside firm, I think from Colorado, was whipping up votes, uh, in, in some cases registering people's dogs and Mickey Mouse and other things, and uh, actually put a whole bunch of people onto the voter rolls that never should have gotten onto the voter rolls. Um, that sort of activity, which was authorized by bureaucrats, not by the legislature, is likely to be evaluated as part of this North Carolina case. Who is in control of the 2024 elections and how they'll be conducted? is likely to be largely impacted by the North Carolina case that was picked today. Uh, very important thing. A lot, of, a lot of court watchers saying that is an earthquake in the legal circles of America. Now, that other rule that, that the Supreme Court voted on uh, today, on Thursday, uh, is the fact that uh, uh, taking away Trump's... Uh, remain in Mexico. Re- yeah, remain in Mexico rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so this didn't surprise uh, a lot of people. Yeah, is this the Supreme Court saying, come on in, along with the, uh, President Biden? It's actually a little bit different. I think what the court was asked to rule on here is, does Joe Biden have the ability to reverse an executive order that his predecessor did? And so the courts had ruled that Joe Biden couldn't reverse uh, Donald Trump's remain in Mexico policy. What the court said is, listen, if something's done by executive fiat, it can be undone by executive fiat. If this had been done by Congress... 
then it would be a different story, and uh, uh, the president would have to get Congress to undo it. So I don't think that I know a lot of people are saying, well, this is going to open up the flood of the border. It's actually not because Joe Biden hasn't been enforcing remain in Mexico for the last year anyways. But it's, a lot of people weren't surprised by this ruling because of the fact that this is uh, all Joe Biden is saying, I have the power to reverse an executive order that somebody else did. And the court said, yeah, we generally agree with you. The bigger message to Joe Biden today comes out of that EPA case where they've been told now you can't impose a climate change legislation when the Congress doesn't pass it. You can't do it with your bureaucrats. And that is going to be uh, consequential for a long time to come. Now, the other thing that they're doing, uh, somebody who, who in the federal government is it the SEC putting their fingers down on the major banks not yes. to lend to, to, to fossil fuel companies. That's right. The ESG movement. Yep, that's uh, that's the one that I think is most profoundly affected by. The is EPA this affected? Do we have to bring a separate uh, suit on that, or is this going to be affected with the EPA thing? There are already lawsuits already suing to block several attorneys generals and private groups have already sued on these ESG rules. Uh, what will happen is those will be informed by the language and the sentiments and the conclusions of this EPA case. It's going to make it easier to get through the courts quicker because of the fact that the court just today said, listen, any administrative rule that's made up that isn't derived from the authorities in the legislation, you can't make up laws in the administrative bureaucracy. So there are going to be several more challenges, but they're all going to be informed by this ruling. And when there's a ruling of this magnitude, it often speeds up challenges. Instead of these other cases being five, six, seven years in the making, they might get settled in the next year. That's why this ruling is so consequential. John Solomon, thank you so much for uh, coming on. You always deliver the uh, news, and uh, you do it you know, correctly. And thank you, and have a great 4th of July. You as well. Happy 246th uh, birthday to America. What a great weekend it will be. Happy birthday.